This is the Wally Show podcast with Wally, Gavin, and me, Betty Rock. You can always find us at wayfm.com slash Wally or stream us live every weekday morning through the WayFM app. The Wally Show podcast is brought to you by Colorado Christian University Online, where Wally teaches and where you can earn a degree online just like Betty Rock. You can learn more at ccu.edu slash Wally. This podcast is also brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. Let their direct lender advantage save you time and money. Uplifting Way FM. News can be a little heavy, so we like to do news-ish. Here's Betty. Navigating your way through the real world as a young adult can be tricky when you factor in college, career, dating, and finances. Parents of young adults are not without advice and opinions, but some of it is unsolicited, especially (laughs) when young adults feel like their parents just don't understand that the world has changed and things aren't as they were back in the day when their parents were younger. And I get this because I have a 24-year-old, and there are some things, though, that you think have changed that are not changed and or should not have changed either. Mm, yeah, that's true. I found this article about hot topics the younger generation wishes their parents would give them less stress over. So the first one is work will not always be prioritized over one's mental health. Oh. So this is saying that, you know, some which I think that I think uh, I know this is a hot topic for Wally. It is. But the thing is is that you are on one full full side of it where Correct. you're like mental health health doesn't even matter right that it's your work that matters right whereas the other generation is like mental health is all that matters and right. my job doesn't matter there is a middle ground there, there. should be correct and right. here's here's the thing i would say to this if, if i may be so bold uh <laughs> unsolicited like, like yeah this is this is as a parent though this is when it, when our kids say oh my mental health is so bad i can't do this as parents here's what we're hearing that life is hard and it feels like you use mental health to avoid doing hard things or things you don't want to do because mental health it's playing the mental health card yeah because no one can say anything right. about it you it's can't like, fight against and that. i think i think that this generation yes is is mental health serious and do people struggle with it absolutely yes but do other people co-opt off of that right one billion percent. right some people take advantage exactly uh, and just a side note on that i did find this other thing that was like i wish my parents would understand that yeah. therapy isn't a form of taking response it's a it is a form of taking responsibility for your feelings and actions it is not an accusation that you were a bad parent i think that's some mm, that that's interesting that parents need to hear <laughs> yeah that, that, therapy, that, therapy is just us being you know responsible honestly yeah from this is a really that's a really good point because from a parent's perspective if your kid goes to therapy yeah you think he did something wrong absolutely but i know not, i did well that's but we're not putting that on you you're putting that on yourself absolutely i, okay. I agree with that so number two is oh, wow that you can't <laughs> buy a house, get married, raise kids, and retire at a normal age on one salary anymore. It used to be that you could buy a house, you could buy a car, you could do all you wanted, and your wife could stay at home with the kids, and you'll retire at 65? It ain't gonna happen. Let me just tell you this. If you stop taking mental health days and work, you actually could. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then lastly, this one this one I really uh, associate with, okay. that dating is way more complicated. Oh, yeah. So it's not like back in the day, you know, you could go get your car fixed at the at the auto parts store and the guy that's working on your car is single and he's like hey let me you yeah. know get your number or whatever and he's actually cute and he's actually normal and won't leave you in a shallow grave nowadays <laughs> that is not possible apps 
apps provide way more options, making it feel like to some, probably men and women both, that there are always options out there so you can't settle for just one person. And also, you're more bold behind a screen than in person, so you're more likely to come across people that are going to be giving you harassment or doing a catfish situation. It's way more complicated. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, if I ever, if my wife passed away and I had to date again, it would be a disaster. (laughs) Like, so I, I feel for you, Rock, in that world for sure. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. And we like to do this thing called Five Calls Calls It when we're not sure about something. And uh, that is the case for us today. Betty Rock came across this thing about is it rude to ask your friends to help you move when you're in your 40s or up? Yeah, because at that point, your friend group is probably the same age group as you. And in your 40s or your 50s, maybe sometimes even in your mid-30s, these people don't want to help you move. Like, And also, too, at that age, you should be able to hire movers. When you're in your 20s, absolutely. Yeah, you, you just have pizza and yeah, you're good. Everybody helps each other move. It's just uh-huh. kind of part of it because moving is expensive. Like my friends are moving and they got their quote and they got a super discount. Well, no, the the quote from like one of the big moving companies was $27,000. Yeah, just to move them. And so they're having a friend uh, that owns a moving company do it for them for like half that. But still, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, Uh, They found a workaround. Had they asked me to help them, I would have just gone, who do I write the check to? Like, I'll pay for your move because I don't want to help you move. Right. You know, and and so, and and they're great because, and they're they're aware, they're self-aware. They've never asked me once. Like, Greg has asked me a couple of times, hey, I got to get this big piece of furniture out of the house. Someone's buying it. Can you help me? Absolutely. I'll move that. But, like, they've never said, hey, it's moving day. Can you guys come over? They're like, we don't want to do that to you. Well, yeah, because y'all are both in your 50s. Right. And it's just, it's uncalled for. Absolutely like, uncalled for. if anything, for. It's, it's you're going to be paying for more because your friend will probably injure themselves. And yeah. then you'll have to pay a, a medical bill. Exactly. So, uh, here's the deal, though. Maybe you have a totally different take on this. Is it rude to ask your friends to help you move? When you are in your 40s, okay? Or 30s or 40s are up, all right? So I'm just curious. Like 20s, we're going to take that off the table. Yeah. Not rude at all. That's what you do. 855-33-WAY-FM. Betty Rock and I are on the same page that, yes, it is rude. You know, handle your own at this point, you know? <laughs> 855-33-WAY-FM, but we are willing to be wrong. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. Tara, thank you for joining us uh, for Five Calls Calls It. Betty Rock came across this article where it just asked, is it rude to ask your friends to help you move when you're in your 40s? 20s is a pass. We get it. You help each other move. You buy each other pizza. No big deal. 30s are iffy. Yeah, but 40s? No. You should have it worked out and uh, be able to pay for a moving company Mm -hmm. at that point. So what do you think, Tara? (laughs) Uh, Rude? I don't think it's necessarily rude, but I think it's very unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you, when you're in your 40s, maybe even 50s, you got stuff going on. Tara, how old are you? Exactly. You're, I am 39, so I'm on the brink of 40, and I would never even uh, think about asking my 30 or 40 year old friends to help me. <laughs> exactly. If I was gonna help, ask them for help, it would be for payment. Like if I can't afford movers, hey y'all, can y'all pitch in and help me move by paying some money? I would be willing to help my friends <laughs> by giving them money. <laughs> All right, Bree. You're up. Five calls, calls it. What do you say? Is it rude to have your friends or ask your friends to help you move when you're in your 40s? So I am 40, and I helped a friend move about two weeks ago. So I, I do not think it is rude 
I look at it as an act of service and like fellowship time. It's so expensive living these days. And if there's something I can do to help a friend save some money, I'm all about it. Is that how they sold it to you? Hey, it's just an act of fellowship. Love to see you more. <laughs> I don't see your face enough. Hey, how about you come over? We'll hang out this weekend. Oh, while you're here, we're going to move all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually volunteered. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's good if you volunteer and you want to help your friends. I think that's great. When there's an expectation the older you get, Mm -hmm. uh, then it's a little bit more dicey. Yeah. Then I'd claim, like, oh, my sciatica's acting up. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I can make it. I wish I could. I literally have a doctor's note that says I have bursitis. (laughs) And so, boy, that's paying off for me big time now. Hey, Bree, thanks for being on with us. All right, Lynn, you're up. Five calls, calls it. Is it rude to ask your friends to help you move if you are in your 40s or later? Absolutely not. Really? <laughs> no. I'll be 60 this year, and I've helped a number of people. Well, of course, you don't want to move a couch by yourself in your 50s, but I'm always, I love to help people. What did they give exactly. you as reimbursement, Lynn? Like, what do they give you as a thank you for helping them move? Well, I have charged them, but matter of fact, about 10 years ago, somebody I didn't even know mentioned that she was moving. She was a single mom. And I said, well, I'll help you. She goes, seriously? Somebody I met on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, wow. So I took four hours on a Saturday and went to help her. And she ended up crying and giving me a painting that I admired when she was moving. Says, oh, please take it. Oh, Oh, that's kind of cool. (laughs) You know what, Betty, you do bring up a good point. That Well, Lynn is a great person, first of all. I need to say that. Uh Uh, But you bring up a good point. Like, when you're in your 20s, it's like, hey, I'm going to buy you pizza and we'll have a party and help us move. And that's like payment. And it works. Because when you're in 20s, you're like getting free pizza this is great (laughs) when you're in your 40s you're like okay free pizza you're gonna have to do way better than that oh for sure yeah you're gonna have to pay for my chiropractor (laughs) (laughs) coffee shops poolside back porch picnic table at the park at your kids soccer practice just about anywhere can be your classroom when you decide to go back to school online at colorado christian university i know i got my degree online and i actually did a homework at a campsite i was uh sitting around a campfire writing a paper that is where i did some of my work that weekend so life doesn't have to stop just because you go back to school to better yourself you can work towards this future and this goal that you want to accomplish and it doesn't have to totally consume you or derail your normal life with friends your family or what have you and you can earn accredited degrees from colorado christian without ever setting foot on campus so there really shouldn't be an excuse to not going back to school if it's something you really want to do you can do it and all you have to do is go to ccu.edu slash wally to learn more and the other really important thing is that colorado christian is committed to cultivating the mind without compromising the heart so check it out ccu.edu slash wally Uplifting Way FM. Here's what's going on today. All right, today just got good for Gavin because we are going to talk a little sports. Yes. Now, Gavin is the sports guy. Uh, Betty and I are about the same level of sports. I'm just a slight bit more sporty than Betty. It's not Uh, saying much because I know nothing. And I just know a little more than nothing. Uh, But, boy, the game last night between uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You had to look down at your notes and see who the teams were that played. You're like, the game between... uh, Kansas and Cincinnati. Yeah. Whoa, man. 
True story I did forget for a second. <laughs> hey. Sometimes I get nervous. That's what notes are for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I saw, and, and here's how much I saw of the game, and here's all you needed to see, 41 seconds. I saw 41 seconds at the end of the game, that and was, that was all I needed. That was the most important like time frame of the game. Exactly. So uh, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for Kansas City, if you didn't see it, is uh, in the pocket. He has to scramble. They're like a second and ten situation. they got to get into field goal range to win the game. So he scrambles. And I'm hearing all the announcers talk about, wow, he's so brave and so tough. He got 10 yards. He got him into field goal territory. And I'm like, why is that a big deal? I guess he hurt his ankle earlier. Yes, he had a uh, last week a high ankle sprain, which within the realm of football is usually a like four to six week slash seasoned altering injury. Yeah. And you watch the game. If you watch the non 41 seconds of the game, like he was like hoppling all right. game. So it was really good. So he gets him uh, the first down uh, and then he gets shoved out of bounds by this poor guy, Joseph Asai. Yep. Like as he's out of bounds, he pushes him unnecessary roughness, 15 yard penalty. Now they are right in field goal range. Yep. Field goal kicker comes on, drills it game over. Like I felt so bad for that Osai guy because the play before he made a great play and stopped him and then the next play he ruined the game for yeah. his team he cost him the Super Bowl and the argument is that he should have obviously not touched Patrick Mahomes right. as he ran out of bounds but then I was listening to another person talk about it like uh, the physics of running yes. 20 miles an hour stopping yourself from doing what football is which is tackling yeah. I definitely understand where like that's difficult but you can't cost your team like that. Well, it's funny too because his life I, in that moment I just it was just this metaphor for our lives and for even our spiritual lives because like it's like you're you're going along the line and you're locked in with God. You're doing good. You're like, "Yeah, man, you and me, we're we're pals. We're doing great." And then the next day, you just fall flat on your face. Yeah. And, and fortunately, God always gives us that next chance. Now, the Bengals have next year. Uh, but God'll do it instantly. But it was just it was like I I, I I'm while well, it's happy for the Chiefs, I was so bummed for that guy. Oh yeah. My heart breaks for that dude because you know that that guy no matter how happy the chiefs are yeah. they are no there's no way they're more happy than he is sad about uh -huh. what he did well uh it was interesting though that um uh, mahomes tweeted after the game uh first off i just want to thank god man he healed my body this week to battle through that he gave me strength to be out there so that's oh, interesting good. is is he known as like a like outspoken believer in the NFL? Not in the, you know, Tim Tebow fashion, sure. per se, which not a lot of people reach Tim Tebow status, right. but like, yeah, he talks about his faith and he's okay. open about it. Because that's more than just like, thank God for the victory. Yeah. You know, like, he's like giving some credit there and stuff too, so that's interesting. Uh, but man, a great game last night. I feel sporty. Uh, today's <laughs> been a win for me. I'm going to put this in the W <laughs> column. Uplifting, Way FM. This is the Wally Show. We're going to do a little one-word weekend with you right now, and we'll do one here uh, with the gang. But it's one word that describes your weekend, and then we'll go off of that and see if we can guess what happened, okay? So, Betty Rock, what is your one-word weekend? Graveyard. Oh, oh no. Ah, okay. Oh. Um, I'm going to say, oh, no. You had a friend whose cat passed away, and they were really oh. into their cat, and you had to go to an actual graveside service for the cat. Uh, Goodbye, would, Mr. Mittens. <laughs> I would be there, but no. Oh, thank goodness. I'm glad I was yeah. wrong. I've never been so happy to be so wrong. Good Gavin Graveyard. Um, I think that you and your friends have been playing a ton of games lately, and I think there was a new uh, board game called Graveyard mm. that you just utterly 
conquered mm. this weekend. That sounds like fun. Yeah. No. Or is this your view of the dating world? <laughs> <laughs> that is a yes. In caps. <laughs> All right. What um, is it? So what actually happened was I went to this antique store and I found this radio that I absolutely loved. Okay. But my dad's voice was in the background telling no. me. Like in my in my head, yeah. telling me you're gonna start an electrical fire because he oh. always warns me that everything I buy that's antiqueish and yeah. electrical, mm. it's gonna start oh, a fire. Sure. And so yes, the plug was corroded, but it did work, oh. and it was so cute. But the graveyard part—I gotta fix part, it for you. The graveyard part yeah. is that the little face on the front of it—it mm-hmm. it had so many bugs that mm. were just dead, just yeah. laying oh. there inside of it. It's oh. perfect. And so I was like, oh, it's a bug graveyard. Yeah, mm. you should have got it. You still should have got. Really cute. Yeah, Betty texted me. Uh, still haven't found your. And then it was a box uh, thing. I'm like, and I had an to emoji. Text, yeah, emoji. I had to text her like question mark. Like, what are you talking about? You had told me. I look know. for the box. And I appreciate. It. I wanted a dynamite box from this uh, antique store that she goes to because I had seen it there and they didn't have it because uh, I yeah. wanted to make a cajon out of it. Uh, but so that's a good one. I like that. Thank you. All right. Well, there you go. That's how it works. We'll try to guess your one word weekend. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. What do you got? Uh, my word is yurt. Yurt. Y-U-R-T. Uh, yurt is a domicile uh, that I have uh, wanted to stay in. I'm going to say that you went on vacation and you stayed in a yurt, which is a round, like, tent-like building, but it was not all that it was cracked up to be. Well, that would have been too easy to guess. So, no, I'm afraid you're wrong. You know what, Ricky? I respect you for making this tough. <laughs> Nicely done. That's how you do this. I think, Ricky, <laughs> that you're from a very southern family and when you're southern you kind of move words into one another and you got hurt (laughs) (laughs) and so you said yurt me and really what you're saying is you hurt me oh that's so good yurt me oh if only that were true oh boy i'll tell you what that might have been my favorite explanation ever though all right so what was it ricky uh so my kids went on a middle school retreat and stayed in yurt oh where's that i was kind of close uh, about 30 minutes from Nashville. <laughs> I've never heard of it. A yurt? It's what I described. It was like oh. a round tent-like oh, structure. Oh, I thought he said it was a place called yurt. Oh, no, no, no. That oh. was my southern accent. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Rumble. Rumble. Okay. Uh, boy, so many things are going through my head right now. I am going to say that you were actually in church because at first I was thinking rumble like a fight, but I was to say that you were in church and you had a Winnie the Pooh moment where there was a rumbly in your tumbly and uh, people actually heard Uh-oh. it. The pastor uh, stopped the sermon and was like, okay, we need to lay hands on this man right now or get him to uh, Chipotle. No. You were actually close, Wally. It was about to fight. Okay, so yeah. I okay, so I think that you were at your local Walmart in the <laughs> in the parking lot and you saw this mom and her son, who's probably eight or nine, they go into a knockdown drag out fight in the Walmart parking lot and you're like, Oh yeah, that checks out. There's a rumble in the parking lot of Walmart. That's about every day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Brian? No, actually it was the Royal Rumble. We watched it, me, my brother-in-law, my two kids, wife, all that, got together this weekend. It was the WWE uh, Royal Rumble, and we just had a good weekend. 
and it was a bunch of fun. Now, years ago, they used to contend that wrestling was real. They all were on board, and they all said it's real and stuff, but then I think Vince McMahon made it World Wrestling Entertainment, and they all copped to the fact that it is, you know, scripted, and uh, yeah. they decide yeah. who's a winner and a loser. Didn't that take yep. the fun out of it, though, Ryan? <laughs> it does. Basically, all it is is a man's soap opera. Yes, exactly. Amen. It really in, is. In very short uh, <laughs> swimsuits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Monday School is a chance for Wally to share what he learned at church and prove that he went. So Jesus used his surroundings to teach people, and he used examples uh, and stories from around them that were pertinent to the people of his time. And we live in a digital world, so where Jesus might have used a farming analogy that everyone around him would totally get, we're like, wait, what? Why? crops in a circle. I don't get this. Uh, but we're in a new, a new sermon series where uh, our pastor is using movies as metaphors for things that we can learn about our faith. And, and full disclosure, I was thinking, oh great, we're going uh, Fireproof is going to be the first movie he oh. talks about. Uh, but I was so excited when he went with Endgame. What? So cool. Gavin what, and I go to the Endgame? same church, uh, Avengers Endgame. Marvel, oh, Marvel. Oh, okay. It's very cool. You had to be very happy at this sermon. Well, yeah, and they were playing like little clips from the movies to yeah. start the whole thing, so I got chills beforehand. I didn't get that because I went online, and uh, you know how we can only oh. post snippets of things, yeah, uh, because of copyright. They couldn't post any oh, of the bummer. snippets, yeah. So I was like, "Well, that stinks." Uh, so anyway. Uh, it's an epic battle of good versus evil is Endgame Rock. Um, and he was making the point that we're in a spiritual battle. And in Endgame, uh, the villain uh, is, uh, you know, is like Satan, basically, who the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around roaring like a lion for someone to devour. And, 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 I, and I downplay spiritual warfare probably more so than I should. Uh, but... We're called to engage in the battle and to put on the full armor of God to resist the devil. And so if this were a movie, this is the part where all the characters would be donning their gear and there'd be cool sound effects like, like uh, slow motion sometimes, you okay. know, and uh, it would be like tight shots of them putting on the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation. It'd be dramatic. It sounds like Mel Gibson. Yes, it, <laughs> would, be, it would be very That's dramatic. What it is. And like heroes, we have defensive weapons, but we also have offensive weapons. And we're called to engage in this battle daily. And Jesus is the key to stopping the evil in the world. That's the best weapon that we have, honestly. Like if you look at it, We've removed him from government. We've removed him from schools. We've removed him from families. And don't be fooled, there is a battle for your family. And uh, how is that working out for us? You know? Not well. No. And we still try to address these things. We try to solve racism. We try to solve wars and gender issues. And the list goes on. But this is done from our limited, fallible human perspective when the answer to all of these problems is Jesus. And that's where we come in. We need to be sharing him with others on the daily and there's a responsibility on us to live like he's the lord of our life on the daily as well because mm -hmm. hypocrisy drives people away for sure so mm -hmm. think about it what this world would look like if we truly saw jesus as the answer to all of the ilks it would be such a better place you know but not everyone values jesus or knows him and that's why the gospel is so important today and just like in the movie Endgame, there is an end game that we're all going to stand before jesus one day and, you know, answer for our actions, and we need to make sure that we are above reproach. So there you go. That's your Monday School for today. 
Uplifting Way FM. If no news is good news, this is great news. <laughs> it's not really a joke. I disagree. I find it hilarious. It's news-ish on The Wally Show. What you got, Gavin? One thing I've been learning in my first five years of my post-college life is how to handle my finances. And not only handle like my finances, like handle my wife's finances as well, handle family finances, and that's not always been a smooth road, and I don't think that for a lot of people it always is super smooth, especially when you're learning how to pay off debt, pay for you know groceries, pay for medical insurance, like all of these things. It's definitely like a very complex world to navigate at first, and I found this article that actually says that the vast majority of adults find themselves to be very financially responsible, but then it's followed up with this interesting point that says that about one-third of adults actually do have their parents or they actually rely on their parents to pay some of their bills still and (laughs) naturally naturally the quote-unquote blame is put towards like millennials people between the ages of 26 and 41 and i'm sure the younger generation following that is also guilty of it and they say that it is parents paying for things like uh, rent, shipping in for groceries, Ooh. and other utilities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I it's... try, I try to not make a judgment call on these situations, sure. but yeah, go ahead. I, I do know someone that is my age. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she's a year younger. She's thirty-six. That's her, young. Her parents still pay half her rent oh wow I, and you've been living on your own since you were young since too. i was 19 yeah like and you wow you footed your whole bill and i respect that and i'm thinking to myself why yeah i know it is a weird thing maybe they just forgot they're doing it uh <laughs> like okay because i have a tw- i have a 24 amazing. year old okay and she lives in orlando and she's not making a lot of money and she is responsible for paying her rent and all of her entertainment stuff and like her cable and internet yeah. all she's she's doing it all and so i'm like good on you and she just got hired full time uh so mm-hmm. now she'll be you know having to take on more responsibility but i was telling somebody i'm like yeah i don't pick up that much for her and then they're like oh what about her insurance for a car I'm like, oh i got that uh <laughs> and i gave her a car in high school uh cuz i didn't want to drive her to what about her school. cell phone bill uh, i pay that yeah and then so there were little things that i kept thinking oh wow like her tolls, it's on my credit card. Now. Oh, wow. you have to take toll roads everywhere down there. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And I and my card is on that toll pass. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I, I know. I, I know. I think that there's two like lanes to this though. There's yeah. like a kids who are like too reliant on their parents, right. but the other side of that is parents who want to bless their kids and want to help them in a way but i think you can easily cross that line between being too helpful right and not letting them sort of uh find their way and maybe fail on their own as well because struggling does build character like and just having everything handed to you you don't you know <laughs> but what is struggle when you can just ride those toll roads <laughs> charging daddy's car i know trust me trust me so we have a systematic plan now Haley's that- like drive everyone don't worry about it see now that she's working full time it's like we have a systematic plan to wean her off of these things and so yeah so that is in the works yeah exactly in five years she'll be paying for half the tolls i'm telling you and it's so different too if i had a son like like it would have been like on your own bye son (laughs) like i I might not ever talk to him again i don't know 
Uplifting Way FM. This is The Wally Show. And boy, are you in for a treat here on the show today. Normally, we reserve this kind of goodness for Friday when Pastor Chad comes in. Uh, but he came in and we were just ca- talking about life stuff. And he did a youth retreat uh, this weekend at his church and uh, kind of got some other stuff out of it that we're like, oh, that's good conversation. For sure. I went just to go serve. I don't, by no means, was I the t- main teacher or anything like that. But I, I was just telling Wally today, just the, the things that we're teaching our youth are things that I think a lot of adults need. And the theme of the retreat came out of Ecclesiastes 3.1, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Oh, kids need to know this so much, that you're in a season right now, and it doesn't mean this season is forever, but they make life and death decisions on very limited information, yeah. you know? And so that's, I'm glad you guys had that conversation, but your point is... Adults do the same thing. Yeah. In fact, uh, most of the time in my small group with my boys um, this weekend, it was sixth grade boys. And just reminding them like, hey, you could either acknowledge you're you're in a season or there are different seasons. But if you choose not to acknowledge it, it doesn't mean it goes away. In fact, you kind of tend to suppress all those emotions. And so it was kind of interesting because they use the seasons of the year like spring, summer, fall, winter. And, and of course, in my group, everybody said, oh, I'm in the summer season because who doesn't want to be in summer? It's a time where things are going great. Everything's, you know, happening. And I just reminded the group, hey, don't just pick summer. Like, it's not about picking it. And we had little quizzes and stuff, but mm-hmm. just really push it and really evaluate what's going on in your life. And then finally, some were able to say, like, man, I've had this loss in my life or or in my home life. It feels like right now. Um, things aren't as good as they should be or right now it's a spring season like there's I'm, I'm getting new friends we just moved to this area and we're doing these things and, and and reminding them that it's cyclical that you do go from one season to the next and if you're not able to know what season you're in you're not able to know where you're going to to know that hey I if I may be in summer but I need to be preparing for fall and that's a mm-hmm. time of pruning mm-hmm. and cutting away and and the scripture tells us that um, in um, in John chapter 15, it says that there is some cutting away in our life so that we will bear more fruit. Mm. And so there, there's different times that we just need to acknowledge that. But I realize as adults, we don't do this. I, I see it in our workplace sometimes. You see it in our home life sometimes where people just have these emotional outbursts because they just can't get where they're at in life. And understanding that and, and trying to walk through it and learn from it, I think is important. And so that's what I'm really curious yeah. about. Once you understand that there are seasons and it's not permanent and it's just this time that you're in, it, it kind of helps you navigate it a little bit better and understand it and yeah. gives you hope. Hope is so important yeah. inside of all this stuff. So I am curious, like, what was a season that you were in that maybe you didn't enjoy? It wasn't the best season of your life, but what did you learn from it? Did you mm-hmm. learn resilience or what mm-hmm. have you? I don't know what it is for you, and I'd love to hear your story because somebody who's just kind of processing this and like Pastor Chad was talking about the kids don't even know what to call it, but this puts a name to it, yeah. and it, it's, a, it's a metaphor, and you go, oh, I get it now. This is why I'm kind of in this place, but oh, good, there's hope on the way. Yeah. They might need to hear this. So what's yours? 855 855- 33-WAY-FM. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. What was the season that was tough for you, and what did you learn from it? About 25 years ago, I had brain cancer. I lost my job in the military, which I loved. I lost my ability to ride a motorcycle, which I loved. My first wife left me, which ended up being a blessing because I'm married to my 
New wife, of course. We won't let her hear that, but okay. <laughs> so what did you learn from this time? Because that's a lot of hard stuff, yeah. Max. I was not expecting to live. It took me a long time, a long time, like years. My season was years of depression and mm. what am I going to do? I still have those times, but I've learned to trust God and pray and I have foster kids. I get to serve and help out a lot of youth groups and with church. I think Max brings up a good point, though, too. Like, he's like, I spent years in depression, and sometimes I still have it. Because that's the cycle of things. Yeah. Like, sometimes we think, okay, you're going through something hard. Oh, good, I got out of that. Well, now I'm just going to go on a trajectory up, but it's it's a circle. It's a yeah. cycle. And a lot of times we're coming back into something harder. That thing that we dealt with, we didn't fully dealt, deal with, and it comes back around. And But, again, when it hits back around, you go, okay, I can get out of this again. Yeah, we need to sit with things a little bit rather than just pushing forward. Forward because then we don't actually learn from it. We don't actually deal with it. And I love the story, Max, that you're sharing is not only did you experience a lot of loss in your life, but there was a period um, in between there. But what happened on the flip side is new beginnings started and those new beginnings were focused on you serving God. Like there was fruit from it. Like you're, you're saying you're serving um, other people now and, and, and walking with the Lord. And a lot of times there are cutting away in our life, to use the metaphor of the vine dresser from John 15, that God cuts different things away from our lives so we will serve him in new ways. What is a season you were in, Kelly, that might have been tough, but you learned something from it? Well, this past July, I was fired from my job. I, had, I was working there two years. And I mean, I know God did for me what I couldn't do for myself because I wasn't in a good place there. And then I was able to get another job in August, but it wasn't a good job. I was miserable there. I knew I was just a job to pay the bills. That's interesting you say it's a job to pay the bills, you know, mm. because that's provision. And it doesn't look perfect like you want it to. I've had to learn that lesson mm -hmm. in life that there are times where God has provided for me, mm -hmm. even though I was fighting it or I didn't like it at all. And it was the thing that led me to the next step, but it wasn't easy yeah. to handle in that moment. It's easy to look back once you're through it, but it's very difficult in that season. Um, my wife and I, we've had a season of life where God took us to a particular place and now we can see we are where we're at because we went through that place and we would have never gotten to where we're at right now. So there is a journey, like you're saying, and it did provide provision, but it also provided perspective and direction for what we need right now, too. And I have a question for you as a pastor. Why is that place that God takes us to never Aruba? Like, right. it's always something worse, you know? It's like, why couldn't we just go to Aruba for once, you know? Someone who works for Way FM made this quote to me, and it has stuck with me ever since. Um, she said, the grass is actually always greenest in the valley because that's where all the water and the nutrients goes down. But we hate those valley times, but it's the place where we grow the most and we gain the most nutrition and all those sort of things. We love the mountaintops because we can see everything, but in the valley, that's where all the grass and everything is the greenest. I think, too, the grass is green because that's where the tears are in the valley. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> well, Kelly, we appreciate you being on with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. What did you learn from it from a faith perspective, Becky? Well, my, my husband suddenly left me after 20 years of marriage, and I learned through that period of time that I can just trust God with my life and my children, and I don't need anyone else to love me except Him. I never, obviously, would approve of 
people leaving relationships, but I do love the redemption stories after those relationships because so many times when someone leaves, we really realize we have put all our dependence on another person right. or on something like a marriage. And it's a lot of times when you step out of that, you're realizing like, I need to put my dependence on God. And and when you do that, like Becky's saying, God has provided for her and her children in the midst of even this difficult situation. Yeah, because a lot of times we look at our spouse, sometimes whoever's the breadwinner mm-hmm. is the provider. Yeah. And we even call them that, you know, and then you realize, oh, wait, you know, God is actually our provider and it's a good perspective to get back to it. But it's not easy, is it, Becky? No, it was not easy. It was a very dark winter season for me. Lasted about two years or so. And uh, I couldn't even go to church. I mean, I was so upset. They were going through a marriage series, and I just couldn't hear that. Oh, (laughs) wow. That's hard, too, for sure. You know, you bring up a good point, too. You're like, well, my season was like two years. Because a lot of times we think of seasons as being a few months until the next Mm -hmm. season. And the next season, oh, so I should be out of this. Sometimes, you know, in life, those seasons are long, extended times, but they do change. And that should give us hope that there is something new coming, you know, and that's what can sometimes carry us through those prolonged, difficult seasons. Well, Becky, I appreciate you being on with us and sharing your perspective today. Thank you. You're very welcome. Y'all make me laugh in the morning before I go to work, and that's very important to me. (laughs) Oh, well, that's so nice of you. We try. I'll never forget taking my first compassion trip, and we went to Ghana, Africa. When we got there to the site, there was this little girl. She was six years old. I later found out her name was Vivian, and she would not let go of my hand. She followed me everywhere I went on that site. And later, I got to uh, meet her family. I met her mother and her siblings, and they all lived in this little mud hut. I mean, it wasn't big at all. And when I looked at Vivian, she had the biggest smile on her face face and she was just happy to be there just happy to be with us and it made such an impact in my life that I wanted to sponsor her right then and there (laughs) because of my sponsorship for Vivian through compassion I'm able to write letters back and forth with her I'm now getting updated photos and now I think she's even taller than me which is crazy to think but I'm also able to see how my sponsorship is providing the food clean water and other support that she needs and her family needs to live the best life possible And I can only imagine now with the pandemic, war and weather disasters, there are so many other families like Vivian's who are dealing with hunger. So maybe you want to make an impact and sponsor your own Vivian. Just click the compassion banner when you go to wayfm.com. Attention, please. Uplifting WayFM. Celebrities are just like you and me, Um, except, of course, for the mansions, tigers and sequins. (laughs) It's the Rock Report with Betty Rock. While the Kardashian and Jenner sisters may love the positive praise and attention they often get from the general public, they also have to put up with the negative comments as well. And that's what happened to Kendall Jenner recently. A photo went viral of her walking to her car in the rain while a man beside her, assumed to be her bodyguard, is holding an umbrella over her head to keep her dry (laughs) while he gets drenched. (laughs) That's so great. Unless you're Kendall Jenner. You're not standing under my umbrella. I mean, that's that guy's job. Like, and he understands that. Does he? uh, Yeah. Well, he doesn't like it, but he understands. I think there's part of that, too. Like, if I'm Kendall Jenner and, and I'm just thinking of the optics of this and... 
I know it's raining, I would be like, we can share the umbrella. Like, But then there will be a rumor and a scandal, too. So she, it's a no-win. Well, comments on the photo called Jenner, quote, out of touch. Yeah. Many called her selfish. Oof. But others supported her, saying that at least she was providing a job for this man. <laughs> <laughs> so while Jenner, she never commented on the reactions, she did later post a photo that may be a clap back. She posted a photo of herself walking in the rain, but this time she was holding her own umbrella. So brave. So brave. I'm so I'm proud of her. I've never been more proud of Kendall Jenner. Way to get up there and show that you're just like the common folk. Yeah, like she's just one of us. Yeah, I love it. I'm oh. so connected to her now. Hey guys, I hold my own umbrella in the rain. Do you remember the time your dad was here, Danny Ray? Danny stinking Ray. Uh, do you remember the time he was here working on your car? He's changing the battery. Yeah, it was out, raining. out in the parking lot. Yeah. It was raining. He had yeah. his camo hat and yeah. his jacket on. Camo jacket. And what happened? worried about it. While he runs out there in his flowered shirt, he offers my dad his umbrella. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Danny Ray! Hey, how you doing? It's raining here, sir. I brought you an umbrella. And my dad looked at him like... He's like, I don't need no, that, thanks. boy. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. Son, I don't need that. Yeah, Take was... you and your flowered shirt and go somewhere else. <laughs> that was like an embarrassing time, honestly, for it me. Should be. And, yeah. it, and it still is. And I, I didn't even bring up the loop earrings. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I felt like I'd let my own father down there. <laughs> <laughs> Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. And as parents, we want to connect with our kids and we want to talk to them and share life with them and share things that are important to us and then so many times your kid just looking at you like "Mm, yeah that's nice well because as you get older the things that excite you are very small and very like that's what excites you yeah i get it i get it my my parents they're both retired and in their 60s and love them to death. They only live about 40 minutes away from me, which is fantastic. But recently they got their bathroom remodeled. Great, wonderful. But every conversation I have is, oh, when are you coming to see the the new bathroom? Yeah, like while, it's a new home, you know. And while I am excited to see it because I am happy for them, yeah. I don't know if I could meet them at their level of excitement. I would make the deal with them. I'd say, okay, I'm going to come see your uh, your new bathroom right after I stop off at Taco Bell and Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. A great idea. Yeah. That's a horrible idea. Yeah, so there's something in it for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put this bad boy to the test. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say that there are things that parents will want us to get excited about, and we want to, yeah. but it's also like, I, it's, it is what it is. Like, it's not that. I know. Yeah. It's so hard to connect. Like, my daughter, like, I'll show her something I'm working on or building, or or uh, Betty, even. Like, you were so kind today. Thank you, by the way. I showed her pictures of something I'm building for my daughter, and she's like, oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> but, like, and that was kind. Uh, yeah. But because I know you don't know. I know you don't you care. But if you kept calling me and being like, hey, drive down yeah. to my place so you can see it, yeah. it's like a 20-minute drive. I'm like, mm. Yeah. I I got other things. I know. And the same way with Haley, my daughter, like there's things that I really love and I want to show it to her and the nuance of it, but I know she's not going to care. So then I just don't know. And I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. (laughs) Well, that's what your wife is for to get excited. That's true. That's true. So what is that thing that your parents got overly excited for that you were like, really? 
Okay, well, I love you. Kind of, kind of like Betty in the bathroom. Have you made it to the bathroom to see it yet? No. Did you? Get, you were oh. such a disappointment well, to your parents. It. Stop it! I am it's not. It's all they're living for right now. <laughs> Go the see bathroom? the bathroom. Oh my god, Danny Ray, if you are listening, I will come to see your bathroom. I know your daughter doesn't care about you as much as I do. I will. It is not that. I will come see your bathroom, and I will not stop at Chipotle. <laughs> so I will just but admire just Taco it, Bell. and I will walk home. Okay, so. There you go. All right, what's yours? 855-33-WAY-FM. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. What's that thing that your parents got really excited about that you were like, really? Okay. All right, girl. So what was that thing your parents got excited about? Um, My mom has the biggest green thumb in the entire world. And so every time she would get a new plant or redo her garden, um, she would make me walk through her entire garden to do a new tour. (laughs) And she would be so giddy over it. And I would just have to be like, yeah, this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you just I have a brown thumb. Yeah. Let me just give you some perspective as a parent. We don't always know what to say to our kids because we have different lives and their lives look different than ours. And she just wants to spend time with you and know that you actually care about her as a mom and the things that she's done for you all these years, giving you life. Is it too much to look at the stupid plants? Is it too much? Oh, now, now you got me feeling guilty. There you go. Go see your plants. I know, Isabella. It's I, I get exactly what you're saying. I think what we need to do is maybe just change our way of thinking about it because I, I'm sure that as kids, we were probably so excited about this one little thing that we wanted to show our parents. Like, look what I can do. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. And it's literally nothing. So in appreciation for them putting up with us, we need to put up with them. Wait, that didn't oh, sound yeah, That did not right. sound good. Absolutely. Right now. Out to Betty's mom and dad, she's tolerating you. That's not what okay, I meant. Yes. No, that is not what I meant. <laughs> so what's that thing that your mom loves that you don't quite have the same appreciation for? She loves puzzles. You know, I buy them for her. We go to thrift stores and buy them, and people give them to her. But she just loves them. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look at this puzzle I made. Like, oh, good. You can fit shapes together. So every time you go yeah. over to visit her, does she always have like a new puzzle she wants you to see that she's put together? A puzzle, a craft. Well, bless her. Because here's yeah. the deal. When you get older, you don't have a lot left in your life, honestly. Like when you were a young exactly. parent, your kids are your life. So your your joy and the things you talk about are their accomplishments. Exactly. And I do that to my kids. I'll come over and ask them to come over for ridiculous reasons. I'll, we'll make a big dinner, and I'll be like, oh, hey, we're, we made chili tonight, and we have a huge pot. Come over and have some. They're like, no, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you need to do is start a TikTok channel where you go over and look at your mom's puzzles and then just swipe them off the table. Oh, no. <laughs> do not do that. No, I would never do that to her. She would cry. <laughs> and now for some good news. Uplifting Way FM. This year's the Wally Show. A little good news giddy up. A round of a cavalcade, if you will, of good news stories because the regular news is a bit divisive and kind of a bummer. We'll start with you, Betty Rock. What you got? A woman in Nevada, she wanted to have her shower and her whole bathroom remodeled, renovated. And so she had a contractor in and he was able to get it done earlier that day. Well, as she's sitting at home, she hears a meow from the other side of the wall. Turns out that her cat, Winston, had been walled into Winston. I know. I saw this because it was a bathtub and the cat must have got behind there and he just was drywalling. Right. The contractor didn't know. Well, anyways, thankfully, Winston was saved. They did have to knock a hole in the brand new tile Uh. of the bathroom floor. But Winston was able to come out with a little help 
from his favorite snack, cheese. Oh, I would Aww. I would charge that cat. I would charge that <laughs> That's cat. So cute. Uh, Gavin, good news, giddy up, go. There's a Las Vegas police officer and a bystander that actually bravely pulled a driver from a car crash just seconds before it went up in flames. Oh, kind of like a movie. Yeah, and like the fire department, the the police department put up this video. Now it's going viral, and the way that they are able to drag him away, you're like, oh, it must have been like kind of close. But like, I legitimately thought the guy's foot was on fire. But oh they wow! Dragged him away. They say they don't know about his condition yet, so yeah. hopefully there's a good news. Did they ending. do it in slow motion like a movie? Like <laughs> time just slows yeah, down. Yeah, that'd be so great. Uh, a few months ago, there's a man in Arizona who jumped into a chilly Arizona canal because it can get cold there, believe it or not, uh, to save a man and his dog. I guess the dog had fallen in and the dog was on a leash and it drugged the owner in. Oh, and gosh. so they were both in trouble. And this guy went in to save not only the dog or the person. He got them both out, so nice. nicely done. Uh, and they got, they reunited like last week, so that's kind of cool. And he said, you know, don't think I'm a hero. I'm just a human. And I'm like, that's exactly what a hero would say. <laughs> so nicely done, sir. And that's going to do it for your good news giddy up. Well, that's the end, but it doesn't have to be. Check out our Aftercast. It's new stuff you didn't hear in the podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes as well as connect with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search Wally Show. And be sure to join our exclusive potty Facebook group. You can find the link in the description of this podcast. And thanks to Colorado Christian University Online and United Faith Mortgage for supporting what we do.